This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes! Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Clemson up 16-12 on Alabama, just under 11 minutes to go in the first half. we got the Bucks right now up 122, now 123, 120, over to 118 to go. You know what I like about this in-season tournament coverage with TNT, PJ? Look at what they got on the top. Oh, it's reminding me of March Madness. That's exactly what it is. It's they a got gorgeous the, thing. It's the full Turner experience oh, Nick, here. Don't think I haven't thought about that at least 17 times. Does it today. make you a little more into yeah, the ist? Really? Yes. It does. You Join me, PJ. Join me. You Look, can get early March, March Madness and then real March Madness. You can get it twice. Even when we're watching the college football playoff show and they throw up a little bracket. I mean, it's just everything. Just give it to me. Just give it all to me. I saw a tweet on uh, the other day where, you know, people were all upset with uh, the Monday night football game between the Bears and the Vikings before it started. And they were like, you're going to be killing for a game like this in March. And I'm like, March? We'll be watching the tournament, (laughs) you fools. We'll be wishing for a game like this in July, not in March. What is wrong with you people? Oh, I love when the, the world of the NFL and college basketball collides for you. And you forget the that there are some people over, that are, Nick, People, they all come over. They do. They that all is start very watching. true. We they all start, start joining you then. It's hard, though, man. I mean, listen, as much as I love the NBA, I'm still so just I'm shoulder deep in the NFL at this point now that I have to catch up on, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays or big NBA kind of yeah. catch-up days for me. I'm sitting there betting it every day and looking. But, like... It's it's really hard when you get closer to the end of the week. It's just it's got to be NFL, college football too. But like you and and Ryan, college football is much more your thing. Yeah. And you I mean, listen, you know how it is. As much as you like it, like the NFL is the number one thing in this country by far. By far, like and not even close. College football in certain areas, like you know SEC country, it's sure. it's huge. But That's it's much king. more of a regional sport compared to the NFL, which is just although in those places they don't care about the NFL. Nick, it's it's different. Tuscaloosa doesn't care about the NFL at all. <laughs> Nick, I went to uh, I went to a wedding the weekend that Bama played Mississippi State, and the reception started at about five o'clock. Bama played that night at seven seven p.m. When I tell you that half the party cleared out at eight o'clock so they could go back and watch the game, it was <laughs> unreal. It's just a different breed down there, man. I don't know why he got married during a, a Saturday in the set in uh, during the fall, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you got to know what you're getting into if you do that. He's well, he, I'd say he set it up knowing that, but you'd if he booked that before the schedule even came out may not have even known the time no he didn't he didn't know the time and he got fortunate too that mm-hmm. you know it wasn't a bigger game like it was mississippi yeah. state you know it was fortunate maybe it could have been Ole miss could have been a&m who knows so i uh, mean you'd hope that they would have had tvs there and you keep people there longer so they can watch the game you just maybe got to pay extra for the venue it was one know. of those where we were all sitting like outside and then if you went inside they had like a tv oh but, no yeah it wasn't it was pj great. 38 seconds to go Giannis is 31 points i had under 32 and a half Wow. Wait a second. Wow. Wait a second. There is life. This is why I don't bet unders on stars. There is this is life. by far the best game he's had, though, against the Heat and Bam. Bam's also got 31 and 10.
He has been on an absolute tear. And with no Jimmy Butler, he was a great bet tonight. I uh, didn't take anything Bam, and I should have. Man, if you're able to catch that Giannis, that there is there anything better than when you totally think a bet is dead and then you just end up winning it? Oh, like it's, it's unreal. It's like just, stealing. I'm not dead yet. Not that's dead. all I can think of is that. So uh, this is this might be a little bit of a sweat. Did have the Rockets too uh, to cover, but that was an I had two NBA parlays and then a few that were just like separate bets. You know, the Rockets were in that part. Actually, they're in the same one as the Giannis one. So if Giannis goes over, this doesn't matter. But I had the Rockets. Uh, I took them actually plus seven. Mm. So Rockets are, and it's interesting because like I've started to think about this more and more. And I did see later there was a bunch of people on the Rockets, so I'm not gonna act like I'm the only person that was that was doing this. I saw later it was just you know like oh yeah okay so I guess I'm not the only one that saw this, but. The Rockets are facing elimination in the tournament, right? There, there's a little there. There, these younger teams, desperation. they care. Like, sure. yeah, the, again, I maybe the Mavericks care a little bit. I know the Nuggets don't give a damn. I know LeBron and the Lakers don't care. Clearly, no. after what we saw, well, I know that was a Monday night game and it wasn't a tournament game, but like. Teams that are competing for titles, it doesn't matter as much. Young, you, young teams love this, though. You know what's interesting, too, Nick, is, as you know, these tiebreakers come down to, like, point differential and stuff. So in these blowouts where normally you rest your stars, it's kind of interesting the strategy of, like, which team keeps them in, right? They're going for it, trying for the point differential, like, all these different things. So, yeah, it's definitely added, like, a new a new dynamic, which is kind of cool. Hopefully Giannis doesn't get fouled. Foul Dame. Let's uh let's be honest though with the tournament, it's also the money. Oh, 100%. dudes are getting half a million dollars. Oh and yeah, it matters. It matters to these guys. I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie that said something yesterday, where it was like, oh, five hundred thousand. I don't pay for my Maybach. Like <laughs> it got it like that's what they're thinking. Like it's just free cash for him. Of course, you win that, you go out and treat treat yourself. And you know what? I don't blame him. I would do it too. Gosh, it's crazy what five hundred thousand dollars to those guys are like, <laughs> and what it is to us. I would, uh, I would pay off my mortgage with oh, that. I think. My goodness. No, actually, I wouldn't. I would do something else with it. Actually, say do something fun. You can go to that island that you yeah, want. Well, can't buy an island Let's for five hundred thousand. But you'd put that. You just go to Hawaii every year. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you go. There you go. It's your spot. I haven't. Well, I haven't been in two years. Oh. It's gonna be a while. We're we're trying. I don't even know. We don't have any trips planned, man. What? No, what? You no, got no, a smirk no, on your it's face very over funny. there. I just saw something on social media. Uh-huh. Uh, our friend Sean Marash, uh, who who did great work with us for who's a long, always long time. very calm and never saying anything to no. piss Jets fans off. Never says nice. anything Marash about his team, uh, <laughs> the the New York Giants. Uh, Jordan Renan, who covers the team for ESPN.com, tweeted earlier this evening: "The Tommy DeVito craze is wild." Line wrapped around the building at Primo Hoagies in Wayne, New Jersey, <laughs> oh, hundreds God. deep. People having shoes signed, asking him to sign the name Tommy Cutlets, bringing white <laughs> tank tops for autographs, and taking endless pictures. It's it's just going on and on and on. And our friend Sean says that this is becoming quote unquote linsanity combined with garlic bread. <laughs> Not since Jeremy Lin with the Knicks has has the you know has Gotham seen anything like this? It's crazy. And and he's maximizing it too. He's already got his little hand thing that he does and you know he's he knows he's a story and I don't I don't blame him because this is his 15 minutes of fame because the guy's not a good quarterback. So like this is it for him. He may be in the league a couple more years bouncing around getting some opportunities, but Tommy DeVito is maximizing his star power right now and good for him. Absolutely. Enjoy. Maybe he can move out of his parents' house now. I wonder if, like, you know, after he's done playing quarterback this season, if, like, a team, if he 
goes somewhere else, you know? Backs up. Yeah. Certainly on a practice squad, but, like, if he becomes, like, a backup to a team next year, it'll be interesting. I mean, guy's already won two games. He's won more games than the Panthers have. He's won as many games as the Patriots have, so. Here's what this could, here's what the ceiling for this Tommy DeVito story is. It's Taylor Heineke. That, that that's this mirrors the ter- Taylor Heineke story, except he'd have to go in and win a play or you know, get a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. In this case, he's already starting, so we'd have to get them there. Obviously, the Commanders, well, they were the football team then made the playoffs, and then Heineke just played well against Tampa. Tom Brady, they end up winning. Oh, Tom, how, how would you say Tom Brady? Tommy Brady. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, it's not the same with the Baltimore. It'd be yeah, more Boston not. for that. Yeah, but it, it it's be. close sometimes. But yeah, like that's the closest thing that I can think of now. Heineke mm-hmm. was able to get – it was with an organization that obviously did not know what the hell they were doing at quarterback, got a lot of starts, got $10 million a year from the Falcons, though I think he should be starting for some crazy reason. They're starting Desmond Ritter again. I don't understand what the Falcons are doing other than realizing, hey – Maybe we should lose some games, get some better draft picks, and really turn this thing around next year, get ourselves a real quarterback. But that's that's what Tommy DeVito is. Tommy DeVito is the next Taylor Heineke at best. That's the ceiling for his story. But because right now he is winning football games, you're right. It may still be in New York. Maybe he's their third-string quarterback. Or he goes somewhere else, does hit a practice squad. A team looks at him and says, you know, I think we could do something with this Tommy DeVito guy. And, uh, you know, he plays in the league for a few years. Yeah, Dylan's texting me saying Boston is more of a Tom Brady. Yeah, it's kind of like I want It's the H, the Tommy. Dylan, I wanted to see if he could uh, kind of mix it in with a Baltimore accent. But, like, they're similar enough. It just wasn't the same. No, I couldn't. We'll we'll stick with the the real Although every time you are now saying Tommy DeVito, I'm thinking of it in the Baltimore accent. I know. I know. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. (laughs) You see... uh, so, speaking of teams that uh, need a quarterback, it might be the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I Look, I, I'm not ready to write off Bryce Young yet, but David Tepper actually talked today, or uh, Dan Snyder 2.0 mm. uh, is what I'm now calling David Tepper because, <laughs> man, he's firing coaches. And this guy, I listen, I saw it. If they go spend a ton of money in free agency – it's it's definitely Dan Snyder 2.0. But, Probably will. Uh, he get you know he's fully he backs the team's decision to draft Bryce Young. Of course, that's what you say. The problem with this now is that with C.J. Stroud's ascension to the MVP conversation, I don't think he's going to win. But really, that, that's what's making it all. It makes it so much worse, and does. we know this, right? How often have we seen quarterbacks drafted one and two? We right. know no matter what, they're linked forever, right? Yep. Peyton Manning. And, uh, and uh, oh, my gosh, come on. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, thank mm-hmm. you, because I was going to say Philip Rivers. I had a complete <laughs> brain fart there. Thank you for that. I always think Andrew Luck and RG3. Andrew Luck, ha- look, Andrew Luck was a great quarterback. I think could have been an all-time great had he stayed healthy, had he actually had a capable general manager that could have put an offensive line in front of him. RG3 injuries ruined that. So, like, they were automatically going to be compared to each other anyway. And this is going to be another one, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And Carolina is in a really, really bad spot. That team is terrible. And right now, if I'm a if I'm a head coaching candidate, that's like the next, like a Ben Johnson. Let's just throw him out there because everybody's going to want him this offseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Carolina. No. I'm not working for David Tepper. No chance. I'm not going to. I, I mean, you could get fired in a year. That team's a disaster. Correct. No, you're so right, though, about 
it's not only that Bryce hasn't turned out what they hoped he would be. It's the fact that Stroud's like having the greatest rookie season mm-hmm. he's ever seen. And it's also the fact, Nick, that they went all in to get that number one pick. <laughs> yes, it's, they did. You know, it's not like they had the number one pick and it fell into their lap. It's that they moved up to try and get their guy and then they completely got the wrong guy. It's just the entire situation. Not only that, they obviously missed on the head coach too. Like, I still don't understand why they just didn't give Steve Wilkes that job. Because yep. Carolina Nick, they were just as bad as they are right now at the start of last season. Yes. They were terrible. And then they traded McCaffrey away. We all thought they were tanking. They were going to get the number one pick. And then with two weeks left in the regular season, they had a shot to win that division and make the playoffs. How you didn't don't give Steve Wilkes that job is just, it, it, it's mind-boggling. So... I uh, I thought from that decision on, they completely screwed up. Right clearly wasn't the answer. And, you know, they, they just, I mean, to your point, you know, they tried to go out and make some additions in the offseason. Like they brought in Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen. Those are all nice players. But, if you, I mean, you need to do what some of these other teams do. Like you need to take a swing like Miami did to get Tyreek, what the Eagles did to get A.J. Brown, what Arizona did to get, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Buffalo for digs. Like, you really want to get your quarterback a weapon, you're going to have to swing and trade and give up some draft capital. The problem is they already did that to go get their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a disaster, man. And then on the complete flip side, like, the Bears are in a great spot. And we were talking about this pre-show, and we had people tweeting at us uh, today when the social team put out our clip when we were talking about the Bears last night. If you're Chicago... Do you trade the number one pick again? I mean, it really all depends on how you feel about Justin Fields. Like that's yeah. that's what it all comes down to. But 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 who is it? Who are we talking about though? Because you could have a whole new coaching staff and maybe even maybe even a front office. Yeah, you could. I think I think it's, they're less likely to make a change in the front office as they are clearly with that coaching staff. But I think everybody's. I hear this conversation all the time now, right? This has been it. Well, are they going to keep Justin Fields? Should they trade it? Should they draft Caleb Williams if they have that number one overall pick? But we're not factoring in in the the whole situation here that it could be a totally different head coach that's going to come in and they're going to be asking in those interviews: Is Justin Fields the guy you want to coach? Right. Do you want Caleb Williams? Do you want Drake May? That's going to be part of the narrative too, and nobody's bringing that up. It's not going to be Eberflus. He's going to be fired oh, no. at the end of the yeah, season. Definitely will. You bring up a great point. Um, it kind of reminds me about like you know when the Ravens were looking for offensive coordinators, and it's like, are these guys? Do, they don't know if Lamar is going to be the quarterback, right? It's right. Like, it's like certain things like that, and you were trying to find the guy to run your offense. You didn't even know who your quarterback was going to be. The Chicago Bears, Nick, like it's so fascinating what they're going to be able to do. If they do have the number one pick, Carolina ends up with the worst record in the league. I just, I can't wait to see what they do. I I still think that they're going to get a quarterback. Like, I still, that's what I feel. I just, again, can you really go two straight years in a row not getting a quarterback? Even if you like Justin Fields, you have to love Justin Fields. I feel you have to think that Justin Fields currently is a top 10 quarterback. And I just, I don't know if they feel that way because see, we're looking at it from the perspective of you can trade the number one pick and get all this stuff. You can also trade Justin Fields and build the team that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can get draft capital. You can get some players in return. So I I just, I mean, don't you feel that way? Like they're going to get Caleb or Drake. That's just, I, I just, 
Especially in that market. I feel like they have to. Especially if you're going to go after an offensive-minded head coach. I mean, listen, I said last night, right? It's like, what, how does he look the rest of the way and it starts with this game? Well, he didn't look great last night. Especially those two, two fumbles. Two key fumbles, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I mean, he's still only ever won six games. It's it's re it's really tough to sell that, it especially is. with a very deep and, and talented quarterback class this time around. You can find other ways to rebuild this team. It's starting to look more like maybe Justin Fields not going to be there. Yep. It's BetMGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. In that game was... They weren't necessarily using their deep threats as often. It was that they were using Pat Fryermuth a good bit more. And they were targeting <laughs> receivers aligned tight a good bit more. Highest rate all season long for Kenny Pickett, nearly a fourth of the time. Pat mm -hmm. Fryermuth had 60 yards there. Other receivers' backs were also there in terms of being aligned tight and then targeting there. It's not the bombs to George Pickens. That's not what's changing here. So in that aspect, I do wonder how long it will take for other defenses to catch up to this added wrinkle that they are featuring, number one. And then number two, we saw this in the Rams-Cardinals game. Like, yeah, Kyler Murray looks more than serviceable, but boy, they are bereft of talent. I mean, it's the problem yeah. they've had all season long. It's not that they aren't coached. I mean, the coaching's not the problem. It's that they just don't have enough talent. Like, they get a ton of pieces in the draft, and at least the Cardinals can be serviceable. You could build around Kyler Murray if you want to, but they're just lacking a bunch of warm bodies at this point. I think the correct answer here is to lay it with Pittsburgh. He is the favorite still. The markets aren't open, but, like, when they closed, he was the favorite. And Bland gets a pick six, and I'm thinking to myself, and we play that Nance call already in the show, which is just so electric, and it's, like, awesome, and this guy has done something that no one's ever done before. And these are really impactful. Like, a pick six isn't... You know, it's not like uh, it's like a random play, but it's also a very important play. Like it matters that he did this. It's not just like random or silly or something like it's really, really impactful. Uh, and at the same time, and this is what I told people back, I just go, look, and I said this Thursday, I go, look, it, if they held the vote right now, Miles Garrett would get every vote. Like, I don't care if he broke the record for pick six. Miles Garrett would get every single vote if the voting was held literally right after the game. Miles Garrett would have got every vote. So just like that's where we were. That's where we were on Thursday night. Now Miles Garrett might be out for a long time. Does that open things up for a random winner? Maybe. Micah Parsons is advocating for Bland to win instead of himself, which is kind of interesting. Now the Cowboys have two defensive player of the year candidates. Generally, when you have two, that's terrible because they cannibalize each other and they both get votes. And that's probably not great. Does TJ Watt just win now? If Miles Garrett's going to be out for a long time? Maybe. T Look at who TJ Watt's facing at quarterback the next eight weeks. Look at some of those guys. That's six sacks in a game waiting to happen with some of those games. Um, not necessarily this week he's playing Kyler Murray, but like you, you look at the schedule, you get the idea. Uh, they, got, they got the Patriots on the schedule coming up. That'd be one game. So just like, who is it now? It, I, I my don't point know. Is, Malik which, Cunningham's got some escapability. Oh, maybe. I don't know how that's going to go. But maybe. Won't be Will Greer. But they, uh, so yeah, can, can Bland win? Also, I just said I'll give you 30 seconds. And I gave you five minutes. Uh, can he win? Sure. Do I think the probability of it is very high at whatever it's going to reopen at in the market? We don't know what that's going to be. If Garrett's out, it's going to be a pretty low number. Just wouldn't bet it. Just wouldn't bet it. And if he wins, like so be it as of right now. And maybe I'll change my mind in a week or two weeks when he's got 11 pick sixes. But I just, as of right now, like would, would, just wouldn't bet it. Not, cannot, can't win. Just wouldn't bet it. They're, I think they both suck. I mean, I think like, they're both like, terrible. Max just, like, Max better. And I, I'll be like, he turns the last it over so defender. much. 
Uh, yeah. But like, but like, he's he's gonna go somewhere else. I'm not suggesting he's gonna like be a great quarterback where he goes next. I think he's so in his head, and like the last couple of years have broken him. And I, I can't prove that. That's just my opinion as a sports fan watching the games. I think Matt sure. is better than Zappy, but he's so in his head at this point that like you can't play him. Like he needs to sit. The interception yesterday. He he throws more interceptions directly to defenders when there's no one in the area than anyone I've ever seen the in game? the NFL. Who called that game yesterday? It's like escaping me. But whoever was the color remember. commentator was very oh, did, funny because did Kenny Albert oh, it was Jonathan do the game? Vilma? Yeah, it was, it was Kenny Albert and Jonathan yeah, Vilma. Albert where Vilma. The, the balls in the air that Mac Jones throws and Vilma before it's even picked off is like, oh, <laughs> it's just. Just really funny. Buzz Killington. Uh, yeah. How, okay. How about this? If the Patriots announce that Mac Jones is starting, I'd actually get. Basically, this is if it's. I Mac think people Jones, would bet the Patriots too. I, I think there are so many sickos out there who are like, well, Belichick six. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on that train. If it's Mac Jones, it's a never bet New England here because he's gonna throw four backbreaking interceptions in the game. If it's Zappy. I think Zappy sucks. I think he's terrible. I don't think he's good. But I mean, it's but look at the look at the opponents. It's Staley. Yeah. This offense has no. How are they scoring? I would also say uh, real quick in the NFL today during the end of the broadcast, Scott Hansen of the Red Zone Channel mm -hmm. uh, basically alerted us that there was an alarm to vacuum uh, a a vacuum. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 76-73, Rockets over the Mavs right now. They're trying to avoid elimination in the in-season tournament. You know what I don't get right now is that the Mavs have a regular floor, right? Aren't they supposed to have a cool floor? Yeah. That can't be their floor. Is well, it? You know what? Mark Cuban sells the team, and he just got, stops giving up effort. Ah, but know? he's still going to have no, full yeah, he team it. operations. Right, right. He, what a wild story. That came out of nowhere. Like, Cuban's going to sell a majority stake in the team? I'm more disappointed he's not going to be on Shark Tank anymore. I know. Sounds like he's just ready to Who's scale back his work. He's going to give Kevin a hard time. Like, I'm not happy about it. I do it. like Shark Tank. I love Shark it's Tank. Show. It's a fantastic yeah. show. I don't know. The Mavericks are home, correct? They yeah. just looked away. So I remember this from a couple of weeks ago that the in-season tournament court for the Mavs, there was a manufacturing issue. Oh, was there? Yes. This nice. goes back to November 10th. Uh, debut of Dallas's in-season court will be delayed because of a manufacturing issue. I don't know if they ever got one. Or if they did, then there were other things where Luka Doncic was not happy with the floor. <laughs> I don't know how you can just get out of it because a player doesn't like it, but Perhaps I'm, I'm frantically searching, but there may have been more of an advantage. Is there a picture of it anywhere? Uh, like what it was supposed to look like? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. That's interesting. Kings is kind of good. Looking at that, it's I like the grays. When you have too many of like the, like the light red and dark red, like the bulls the and the The Sixers had the cherry red, Oh, too. there's too it much. Was, the reds are bad. Get out. If you put the red down the center, let's get grays and other stuff. Like the Kings court looks good. I like the gray court a lot, actually. Uh, and here we go, by the way. The alt court uh, was not ready for the in-season tournament game against Houston. So I guess it's Does it just... count and as this a was tournament today, game, Scott, if they don't have the courts? Very fair. <laughs> okay. But you yeah, figure I, that out. 
I don't. It said uh, here, Tim McMahon of ESPN tweeting earlier this morning, the Mavs in season tourney court will not be making an appearance tonight. The defect is still defective. What is the defect? Like, what happens? Did they, like, paint the thing wrong? What or? are we watching also, on this bottom yeah, TV? There's a lot of uh, very ro- yeah. ro- uh, robust men dancing and smacking their stomachs seen. right now. This is the one thing I've learned. It's the Mirage dance crew. Oh, oh God, that, that Mirage would <laughs> definitely is. do this. So this is the one thing. We get all these live feeds from, like, the team arenas right in here. So you yeah. see what's going on at halftime and in between breaks and stuff. I've learned that I've seen way too many of the same, like this one guy and his little chihuahua dog. They just clearly tour around to all the different arenas and do it. This is new. It's a bunch of fat guys with belly shirts dancing around and uh, belly shirts with, their... with basketball netting at the bottom, cutting strands, oh, basically. Is, Fascinating. This is a lot. I, uh, I wish I, I... I'm going to now wash my brain out with bleach so that I can forget the image that I just saw. Yeah, I have texted both of you the picture of the Mavs court thanks to uh, Grant in Chicago, who was nice enough to share. But according to a report in the Dallas Morning News, Mark Cuban went on record as saying, uh, I hope the court never gets here because it's, it's, it's too much already and we're, you know, I hope it never makes oh, I its like debut. It. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great court. I like the Mavs logo. Yeah. No, it's, it's better than half of them. It's Not like bad. a light gray like the Kings. You got more of the darker gray down the middle. The old school Mavs curly logo. That's better than half the stupid courts they have. Solid. Right. Mark Cuban clearly so, yeah, doesn't like Dallas it. Dallas has bad luck with the IST floors. Uh, according to the Dallas Morning News, not the first issue the Mavs have dealt with. They went to a tournament opener at Denver, and it had a wrongly measured three-point line. Oh, I that do remember that. That had to that. be fixed. Yes. And then it was at New Orleans where Luca said he was not, quote, satisfied with the quality of the court in a loss to the Pelicans. I think these courts will change. They'll be less eye-popping as the years go on. But uh, right now they want to make sure this stands out as much as they can and League wants to see what they can get away with. So, mm-hmm. all right, Alabama Clemson tied at twenty-seven. Now, this is good for you, PJ. Uh, see, this is good for plenty. It's first half. I wish they were up so, twenty-seven. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's deep down. Great. Let's be honest. Nobody really likes a sweat when we're doing this, right? Nobody. I don't like, I don't like sweats. No, zero fun. people. I wish we had the comfort chamber as the segment. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> the sweat segment. chamber. Give me the comfort chamber every day. Oh, the comfort chamber would be the best. We sit down at games, wrapping up, sitting in a lounge chair. You know what? That's a great segment. Bring out a blanket. We get a little fireplace going. I'd put my feet up like this. Maybe a little hot chocolate. Yeah, you can just put this on camera here. That's exactly right. All right, we're getting into the comfort chamber here now. Little hot chocolate. Yep, and we'll just kick back and tell stories and not be sweating anything that's going on on the screen. That's my kind of bet, I mean, personally. Yep, I would like to uh, suggest that to management, actually. Let's kill the sweat chamber. We don't need it every night anyway. Sometimes people aren't sweating. Sometimes we're in the comfort chamber. But I would actually take it one step further. A lounge chair like you'd have uh, by poolside. Sure. Maybe a... um uh, some sort of lazy boy recliner. I'd kick my feet up like so. Yeah. And uh, this would be this would be perfect. I think this can is we, all we need. Can we get a waiter to garçon? Can we get oh, some of man. that? You know, they can get us some food, a little snack. Somebody, uh, we get lovely. some interns to bring us. Oh, wait, there are no interns in here. <laughs> I was going to say some beer, but there'd be nice. See, this is perfect. Here's the great wide shot if you're watching us on Twitch Welcome or YouTube. Welcome to the comfort chamber. But we have to we have to speak softly when we you're do right. it, PJ. It's like we're on a golf telecast, oh, right? Instead of anybody sweating tonight, as I didn't sweat uh, tonight, night, Miami, Kentucky went over very easily for me, so I myself 
was in the comfort chamber tonight. Nick, Nick tell us who's over on the fifth green teeing off. Over on the fifth green is P.J. Glasser, actually, who's mm-hmm. having a great round tonight. He's seven under, and he's got a five-stroke lead over everybody else. He himself is in the comfort chamber. Well done, sir. Do Thank you. Know you. That actually, Thank you. Do you know Tiger's playing this week? He is. He is playing this week. Do we still need to talk like this, though? Can I actually give you a pet peeve of mine? Yeah, go ahead. People whispering. Oh, you don't like people whispering? I hate it. Just like, like, not people whispering if it's in a conversation necessarily. People whispering in like a commercial or (laughs) kind of honestly what we're doing here. Hate it. That and when people over-describe food. Like, oh, the melty cheese and the warm, soft, buttery bun connects together in a savory, sweet combination. It's just, oh, makes me want to throw up. Yeah, I'll give you awful. that. Awful. It you ruins that. food for me. You it know, just sounds gross. You know what I do enjoy? Are you a TikTok guy at all? No, I, no? I have not enough social media. TikTok's the worst. I'm so, I just, I can't do it anymore. It's a shame. Also, they're spying Nick- on us with it anyway, so why would I use it? It's a shame I could call you Nick-Tock if you were. But you could. Anyways, <laughs> I like the cor- You have way too many dad jokes for someone that's this young. Well, Trista, she's Crick-Tock, and you could have been Nick-Tock. That's true. But... Uh, I love the Gordon Ramsay videos when he's just, like, hanging out and he's just, like, grilling stuff. And it yep. just comes so easy to him. It's just nuts. I know. It's but he's a pro, man. He is. And all the different foods. He loves his risotto. I still don't know what that is. But, but you he know, talks he can describe food time. because he's got a British accent. You're right. Anybody that has a British accent, everything sounds better in a British accent, right? You're right. Yeah, it really does. PJ, I know you had an awful night tonight, but if I can tell you one thing... Alabama here looks quite good, actually. You know what? Actually, I, I feel see, very this comfortable. This was with... the under game with the high total. This was 159 and a half, Nick. Yeah. They have 60 points. This was the under game. Not freaking Kentucky yeah. and Miami. It's a terrible British accent when, for me. I can do better, I promise. I mean, when Kentucky shot 80% in the second half, ridiculous. They're still making shots right now. I might now. do the entire weird. segment with my feet up like this. This yeah. is kind of nice. Is it? I'm kind of yeah. uncomfortable here. Are you really? Angle. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, I love this. A little bit. It's probably I got new I got shoes anyway, legs. so I got my new Air Max 90s on. They're you know? nice. You know, so you can only see the sole of them. They're probably dirty down there. That's because I walked in the bathroom upstairs and it was very sticky. Are those Nick's kicks? You know, These are Nick's kicks. You could do a segment where you pick a team on uh-huh. the bottom of your shoe. You come up and you go, all right, we got the Bengals versus the Jags on Monday night. I'm rocking with the Jags. And then you pull down your other leg. And You're missing the... something here, though. What's that? Think of my last name. How are you going to mix that in here? Keep going. Let's work this through. Let's work this through. Oh, Nick. Oh, Ashu. So Nick. Nick's kicks. Nick talk. <laughs> so it would be a TikTok video. It would be Nick talk. Nick talk. Uh, but then Nick talk shoe picks by Nick Ashu. I, I don't know. Scott, you, good, some, you got good dad jokes. Come on, help out with this. There. There's Think about something this. there. There's something. You started this. I'm there's just trying something. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, we'll work on that, I guess, then. Uh, anyway, I might do the rest of the segment you with my feet up it. on the table. Yeah, I'm going to hang out like okay. normal. But you I go. want you guys to focus more on the uh, on the comfort chamber and whether or yeah. not there are snifters with brandy or cognac. Well, or there's a sponsorship here for Yankee Candle to dimly light the studio oh. and have oh. candles. Yeah. During the comfort chamber, we would comfort sit chamber? down in the comfort chamber, Man. Scott. I'd light a scented we could candle. Toast, we could like toast some some marshmallows, have some s'mores. We or can't light a little... fire inside, well, we PJ, except for a candle. We could. It would not be the comfort if zone. If we're betting on Kentucky and they're shooting the way they were in the second <laughs> half, Nick, we can light whatever the hell we want. All right, my feet are coming down fire. now. My shoes. Are, I'm sitting here talking about the dirty bathroom floor, and then I'm putting my feet up on the stage. <laughs> You're gonna eat off that table tomorrow. Yeah, night, you you can't are. wait because I'll spray it down with uh, our lovely microband that's almost gone in here. I will be using that. I already I already texted uh, management. I said we need more microband in here because people are getting sick. 
And you know what? They could actually sponsor a segment, maybe. The Comfort Zone, brought to you by Microban. Come on, I've been doing this long enough. I can help. Sales, pay attention. We got great ideas here. What are we doing? This is perfect. By the way, uh, you, the snifter would be filled with bourbon, though, Scott. You know that. You know me. That's fine. Not yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're a bourbon you. guy? Oh, bourbon all the way, man. Come on now. Have you That's been to Kentucky? No, I do oh, want to do the bourbon yeah, trail. Yeah, have to. I have friends that recently moved to Kentucky, and they're not far from the, the start of the bourbon trail or once one portion of it. I don't know. They're they're very close to, like, the beginning and the traditional way that you go. Uh, yeah, I got to do it. Have to. It's yeah. also, like, it's impossible to get Blanton's up our way. And if I could get mm. some Blanton's, that would be great. <laughs> if anybody knows a good hookup for Blanton's, that would be awesome. Uh, Weller as well. I know. I know there's going to be snobs that are going to say, well, there's much better ones. That I know, but around here it's hard to get. So, mm-hmm. you know, supply and demand sometimes. Anyway, nobody cares about any of this. So there's offshore odds here now for next coach being fired. Right? We just Ooh. had Frank Wright go. Yep. We had uh, Josh McDaniels go. Not sure. assistant coaches. Jack Del Rio's gone in Washington. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Brandon Staley, minus 200. And there's a report that came out today. I've seen a couple that they're essentially just done with him, so yeah. it's only a matter of time. The fact that they haven't fired him yet, given that stinker that they just put up offensively against your Baltimore Ravens, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I'm with you. Just do it. Ron Rivera's 2-1, to one, I'll tell you this. They're most likely not going to fire him because if you were to fire Ron Rivera, he's now making the defensive calls. Jack Del Rio's gone. You can't do that. You got nobody left. Like I know well, you, you can want, I, if you want to lose games. Well, yeah, but if you want it to at least look like <laughs> semi under control, it's got to be. It's got to be like losing. That's like professional losing, not right. like what the hell is this? The replacements? Like what are we watching here? So Eberflus is seven to one. Todd Bowles is twelve to one. I think they he could be fired in the off season, but he hasn't given. He doesn't have. I mean, the quarterback situation's not great in Tampa. Stefanski's fourteen. He's not going anywhere. Nah. So I think no. The, the bet I like is Dennis Allen at sixteen to one. Yeah. That's the bet that I like. I, I don't know why abs- they hired him in the first place. I, you know, it was I, like he's a just like one of those like filler coaches, a bridge coach, pretty much. But Nick, if they don't win that division, dude, I mean, it's basically a three-team division. Like, if you can't beat out Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter, what are we doing? You got, I know you got Derek Carr, but you have the best defense in that division. You had the easiest schedule in football coming in. Like, it's it's just. That, to me, is the play. Staley probably does get canned first. You're right. Mm-hmm. Rivera and Eberflus are going to be gone after the season's over. Bowles, probably the same thing. Stefanski, I mean, the guy, the job the guy's done is fantastic. He's done a great job. He's lost his quarterback. He's lost his running back. They've lost offensive linemen. They play in the toughest division in football. Still have a playoff spot. So, they beat arguably the two best teams in football as well, in the Niners and the Ravens. So, he's not going anywhere. Belichick will be gone at the end of the year. I just think Kraft has too much respect and you give Bill the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. for all he's given you to let him finish the season out. If, unless he says that he doesn't want to. And then Pete Carroll is also an interesting one just because I think we both agree the Niners, the, the Seahawks are probably going to lose their next three games. Yeah, But... Carroll's kind of up there. He's obviously not on Belichick's level. Yeah, but He's just an older guy. He's I mean, an older guy. But what, like, he's... He's got a lot of clout within the organization and Seattle's had a lot of success under him where you, you can't just... Well, you can, but you're probably not just going to straight up fire him. Nah. Like, you want to work out something as, like, a resignation, a mutual parting of the ways, or, you know, something like Belichick. You can't just be like, we're firing Bill Belichick. It's it's a it's a retirement, even though he apparently still wants to coach and could coach somewhere else. you got to come up with, like, a smoother, softer landing, an easier transition that, like, 
respects the long history that both of those, you know, the organization and team have had between Belichick and and the Patriots. Less obviously Carroll, but Carroll's had a lot of success with Seattle too. He has. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they end up doing with Pete at the end of the year. Because, see, the question to me is, like, if you get rid of a guy like that, are you really going to find somebody better? You know what I mean? And, and I, yeah. I understand, again, like, he's in his 70s, so the window yeah, is closing. Yeah, but dude's like 45 energy. He really is, man. I mean, and he's... You know what? The the bubblegum business is really going <laughs> to suffer when he retires as well. So, yeah, it's an interesting... Seattle would be a great job. They also kind of, I think, have to make a decision with Geno as well. I know they signed that extension with mm. him, but... Like, are you really winning a Super Bowl with Geno as your quarterback? You're mm-hmm. not. No. And they have some nice pieces, some cornerstones on their team. They got some nice young tackles, two really good corners. JSN looks like he's going to be a solid receiver, two good running backs. Uh, you know, that would be an interesting team. Like, would they make a call for a Justin Fields? Would they make a call? Yeah. Would Arizona be willing to give up Kyler Murray in division? Like, again, you know, Geno, I think, is one of those quarterbacks who needs everything to be perfect around him. And I, I don't think you'll ever win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. So I, I think that's a team with an interesting offseason upcoming. Geno Smith and that deal was similar to the Giants and Daniel Jones, where it's, okay, you earned something. We have to pay you something. We're not going to have a long-term commitment because we know that this isn't a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what it comes down to. Right. So, yeah. And it, that, I mean, what is, listen, over the last couple of offseasons, look at the way the quarterback carousel has gotten I mean it's spun out of control in the NFL. It's completely where quarterbacks didn't change star quarterbacks didn't change teams in the past. Free agency trades didn't matter. We've seen a ton of that over the last couple of seasons and I think we're going to have the same thing this offseason especially with a draft that's loaded with young talent at quarterback where teams are going to say we want to start fresh and we want that rookie contract. That lets you build around them and you start that clock and you got five years with the option. That's a great, great position to be in. So you're right. That's a couple of veteran quarterbacks that could get moved and really shake things up. Yep. It's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. You wait the building. And you could hear the alarm in the background. He just didn't. He he stayed there. He yeah. was told that he ended up being okay through it. But a kind of a scary moment on live television today. A host having a building alarm go off saying they need to evacuate. And him just like, no, I have to bring you more football. This is the religion of America. We must <laughs> yes. continue to cover this. No matter the circumstance, we will fight. We will get through it. So I, I'm glad that nothing yeah. serious happened. But yes. kind of a weird moment on television of a host saying, like, yo, they're telling me to get out of here, but I'm not going to because yeah. the red zone's that important to people. Yeah, I was a little worried. I have a friend who works for NFL Network, so I was a little bit worried that he's at the broadcast. And I was a little bit worried about that because it, it sounded pretty dire. But it's the kind of thing where you hear that alarm and it's so jarring for it to be on the broadcast that you think, like, I thought, was it the building across the street from me? Or it's somewhere in my building? Or was it in one of the games at one of the stadiums? Right. But for it to actually be there and for, like she said, the studio was evacuating. I mean, it's it sounds horrible. You, you think, I hope nothing horrible is happening, obviously. But for him to want to stay and say, no, I'm staying here. I am risking my life to bring you every touchdown possible because he he is a man of the people. 
and he's bringing the people what they want. He is a, a the GOAT for that. Scott Hansen, the GOAT, obviously. Before this, he was, but today, even greater. But a great tweet that he quote tweeted. Scott Hansen was great on Twitter after this. And he it was somebody took the video of the Titanic movie and when they're playing the violin as they're going down, but put oh. the red zone music <laughs> over it. <laughs> it was great. Because that, I mean, Scott Hansen is, he is so dedicated. He is going down with that ship. He's like, they're telling me I have to evacuate. He's probably thinking, well, I guess I could probably use the bathroom if I evacuate. So it would be a moment where maybe I could, but I would bet you if they gave him the opportunity to, he wouldn't take it. He'd say, no, I have to get right back. And they're coming back in the building and they say, oh, Scott, you can just like go use the bathroom if, if you have to. Nobody would have to know. Scott Hansen would say, no, I have to be authentic for the people. And I have to, uh, they come first and, you know, we got to finish red zone or finish strong. So he, it, that was a very interesting situation because they go to the game. He said how they do it. We go to the game that is the closest to the red zone and we, we're going to just send you to the broadcast. Um, but then a producer from uh, NFL Network did tweet out that they have a backup red zone broadcast booth in New Jersey. He said they did not need oh. it today. But they have a backup on standby if they okay. need it. They're the backup QB team. And uh, and so that I learned something new today. Did not know that, but I figured they probably did. I mean, you, you can't have red zone go down, of course. So And Scott Hansen agrees. Right. Scott Hansen would, would fly to that New Jersey studio if he had to very quickly and, and figure out a way to finish red zone if this had happened earlier. But he, he the GOAT. I love Scott Grant. Hansen. Love Grant's in the chat. Says he's a real American. Absolutely, Grant. You're, you're absolutely yes. right on that one. Uh, I'm just glad he's okay. Everything went all right. So you know that that's not going to last too long. We know how you pick on the Eagles. You know what this bet is. If you're betting on San Francisco, you're betting against the Eagles. You're like, okay, they've dealt with so much over the last couple of weeks. It doesn't mean you're betting against them for the season, but just in this specific spot, now a third straight tough game. And it was a short week too. Remember that. And, And they had the five quarters off that short week. And now you got to get ready for San Francisco. They have extra prep time. They've been gearing up for this one. Do you trust Purdy? That's how you get to the Eagles. That's soft secondary. If you trust Purdy, you're back in San Francisco. If you don't trust him to exploit this Eagles secondary, then you're uh, then you're taking the home dog. Um, there, I think there are some that we can bump down is what stands out. Like there have been certain weeks where I've looked at, at these odds and said, they've got it right. Oh, that is just dead on the order, the number, like it makes perfect sense. I can't sit here and say that this morning. Should Dan Campbell be as short as plus plus one forty? Like he's on his own (laughs) tier right now. He's on his own tier. Mm -hmm. And D'Amico Ryan's his number. You can find him more than double that. Should that be the case? And then Mike McDaniel's on another tier. So the, the gap between plus 140 for Campbell or plus 175 range to Mike McDaniel at plus 600, does that make sense? I don't think Sirianni's going to win, and he's your fourth favorite. They, the expectations were just way too high. He's doing a terrific job, yeah. but that's just not how you win this award. Uh, Sean Payton is the fifth favorite. Can he win it? 16 to 1. He's getting all the credit Ooh. right now. It's getting all the and there's credit. still plenty of football. Yeah. Right now, I am reminded of an old Chinese proverb which says, "May you live 
to see interesting times. I've never had this happen before. I'm pretty sure all of our professionals haven't either. But we soldier on with the top five plays of the day on NFL. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. That was John Hanson on NFL or uh, Red Zone. Guys, you're at home. It's time to go. It's funny that they had the fire alarm going off there, and he's like, we never had this happen before. (laughs) Ryan Horvath, I think it was week three or week four of his Saturday college football show, had the exact same thing happen. In here? In here. Yep. Wow. In this studio, except they made him leave. They did. They wouldn't let him stay. Wouldn't let Ryan stay. He had to get out of the building. Oh, wow. I have had that happen. <laughs> Scott, how many times has that happened? Well, I, I'll never forget the earthquake. You and I were working together when the earthquake we happened. We were working together, but I was in the ocean off the coast. And this goes back uh, the Mid-Atlantic one in Mineral, Virginia. You can mm-hmm. look it up. I was in the ocean off the coast of the Outer Banks of North Carolina. That's right. And I felt it on the, you know, I, mean, I was in three feet of water. And I'm like, that, that was the weirdest thing I've ever felt in my life. That felt like an earthquake. And then we all, you know, we were detached. We were on vacation. That's a group crazy. Of us. I felt it. And then I, I was texting all of you guys or messaging. I'm like, is everybody okay? They're like, yeah, it was very weird. They made us evacuate. Uh, earthquakes to... are scary, man. Like that was they, the only one I've ever been in. There's nowhere to run. Yeah, that was the only one I've been in. I uh, I was home, and, like, the washer and dryer start shaking. And then, like, some of the pictures on the wall and there was like I just like ran outside. I have no idea what to do. I was home alone, and I'm like, "This is." And then I called my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, that was an earthquake." I'm like, "Would you remember what the magnitude was, either of you?" It was like a six. I want to say five, five two, point, but yeah, something. something enough to really feel it. But anybody on the West Coast, if you're in California right now, we've at us. got plenty yeah. of affiliates in California. <laughs> oh, They're like, they "Oh, come on, five, that's yeah. five eight, five eight. I mean, yep. that's that's enough to feel. Listen, on the East Coast, especially uh, the Mid Atlantic, we. We don't get that kind of stuff. We're no, not used to it. No, no, it's funny no. you mentioned running outside. I remember sitting in – I was in a studio, and there's big speakers that are, like, on the ceiling, and they started rattling, and I was like, this feels like an earthquake. It's just different. And we I don't ran know. to a doorway. My natural instincts you, you took me to a doorway. Yeah. And I couldn't Man. believe it. I was like, did I did I just naturally do that? I've never been in an earthquake before. And then I did. And then they made us leave the building, and the fire Stay alarm was going off like that. Shaft and run to a doorway. That's what Mr. and Mrs. Belding would have done when she was pregnant in that episode. But who, who you know, who <laughs> it was uh, seen that? It was a weird time. But, uh, yeah, fire drill. I, I feel like there's been fire drill testing at some point when I've been on the air. But it doesn't usually go off in any studios. Yeah. But, yeah, that was uh, – I didn't actually see that live because I, I wasn't watching Red Zone. I was just watching, like, the individual games at that point. So I didn't see it. But then it started making its way around – Twitter X, X Twitter, and I was like, oh, oh, so that, he, he powered right through. Thankfully, when I was at Bama, I didn't have uh, any, like, tornado scares or anything mm. like that. They told us, like, during orientation, everything, like, these sirens will go off if it's 10 miles away. If the sky turns orange, that's bad. That's when you start to panic a little bit. Uh, like, a couple weeks before I graduated, though, was, like, that was, like, the closest one we kind of had where it was one of those, like, I legitimately, like, oh, I might have to get, like, into my bathtub and, like, just camp out here for a little bit. But it ended up being all right because there was one that came through Tuscaloosa back in, like, 2011, something like that, 2013 maybe, mm-hmm. that just completely just destroyed the yeah. town. Um so, yeah, but thankfully, thankfully, didn't have one. It's, I mean, there's only so much we can do live in this business, right? <laughs> Certain point where we're like, yo, we got to go. Like, got to get out. Got to figure out something here. But 
You know, I don't know what they would do if we had to evacuate this building. I think they yeah. throw on CBS Sports Radio. What did Ryan end up doing? I think Jeez. they threw. I think they flipped yes. over to CBS Sports Radio. We took the feed, our yeah. our sister network, an Odyssey network, and uh, they <laughs> just ran wild. that like the last fifteen minutes of his show because they wouldn't let him back in the building. They had to figure out what was going on. I don't know if it was a a fall. I don't know. He, he I wish he was here because that yeah. would be a great story for him to tell. Uh, but he's sick, so he, he can't right. be here. So well, it's good to know if I have to yeah. do if I do send it in, and you know the yeah. alarm goes off, and somebody walks in here, and they're like. Yeah, you got to get out. That's it. You're like, okay. All right. Nothing else I can do. I'm going to send it in from my phone. How about that? Exactly. Uh, Did you see that Chris Collinsworth didn't do? uh, That was, first off, Jason Garrett's terrible. Not great. No, no, no. He's terrible, PJ. (laughs) Just say it. He is terrible. He's terrible on the air. So is Jack Collinsworth. Jack Collinsworth still worked. Chris Collinsworth got it off because he got. I guess he gets the Thanksgiving weekend off, yeah. which he's earned it. Scott's over here scoffing at that. The dude's been doing this for like 100 years. If he wants to take one game off, I'm okay with that, and his son still has to work. His son needs the practice. So you know what? Jack should be out there getting some reps in because he's also terrible. I'm, I'm not scoffing. I, I guess he does what he does when he does it. And he did work Thanksgiving night. He was on the Niners-Seahawks-NBC game. But he takes off the rest of the Thanksgiving weekend. If his bosses are okay with it, so be it. I, I I didn't mind Garrett this time because it was sort of a one-off and we've been, you know, distanced from that. But it was more of he takes the weekend for the family. But one of the family was not there because he was working. One of the That's, family needs to keep doing at it. The separate, separate part <laughs> of the onion, I agree with you. He hadn't even earned his job. Let's no, be honest. He got the name because of every job he's gotten is because of his name. Right. At yes. least, like, Mike Golick Jr. is good on the air. Like, yeah, it helped that his dad's Mike Golick, but, like, he's actually good. I was like, oh, he's he's good. He's, like, this is, he, he belongs in this. Jack Collinsworth is terrible. You know, if Chris Collinsworth wants to work when he wants to work, there's a joke here. You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to go down this road. I'm just going to. I'm going to stop now before it depends. <laughs> going to move on from that before we get uh, any deeper into that. But you know what? I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. And now we got Jim Nance and Tony Romo off this weekend because they worked twice. And fine. It's tough. It's like, tough world being them. Uh, here's the thing, though, man. Like, I don't tune into games because of who's doing the play-by-play or the color. I don't really like. I know if somebody's bad, but if they're capable. I'm watching the game. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about the most. Yes, there's some that stand out. Kevin Harlan and Gus Johnson and Jim Nance is an institution. And we've got certainly plenty of names. But, like, I'm not tuning in to hear what Jim Nance is going to say because it's not an opinion-based show. He's right. not reacting to anything other than the play-by-play that's actually going on out there. It just doesn't matter to me at all. In their defense, it is a great week to take a week off because obviously the main game's on Fox, Niners, Eagles. Now, Broncos-Texans would be the main CBS game. That's a good game, but this is the week to take off because next week you get Chiefs uh, home against the Bills. Yeah, and and there's really, again, we've actually had kind of a bad, really, the NFL schedule has been like one or two really good games and then a lot of just yuck It feels like the last great week we have was when the Chiefs and Dolphins were out in Germany and we had like Mm -hmm. one great game in each window. It was like Ravens-Seahawks and then we had the Bills-Bengals, Eagles-Cowboys. That was a good week. You're right, though. We haven't it feels like every year in the NFL, we get like one or two weeks. We get like five or six like solid games. Yeah. We just, we haven't really had that yet. Now, Bengals-Jags Monday night would be that if Joe Burrow was playing. Mm-hmm. So that just, that happens. It's not a scheduling thing. It's an injury thing. Chiefs-Packers, I mean, Packers are playing better. I mean, there's a little bit there. But to me, it's 49ers-Eagles, and then it's Texans-Broncos, 
And after that, it's a lot of games that are just... I mean, do you want to watch Steelers-Cardinals? I'm going to bet on it probably, but I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah. going to bet on but it. I, I, I like the Cardinals. I don't really want to watch Falcons-Jets either. No. Uh, Saints-Lions. I mean, no. Saints are a tough watch. Chargers-Patriots? Oh, <laughs> I'd rather watch. No, I wouldn't rather watch the Monday Night Football game. We have. Can't I, I watch, won't go that far. Can't watch the Patriots. Can't watch the Jets. I'm looking ahead. Week 15's got some good ones. We mm-hmm. got Dallas at Buffalo, Philly at Seattle, Baltimore at Jacksonville, Denver at Detroit. So we got four four good Minnesota at Cincinnati's not bad. So we got we got some some good games coming up in a couple weeks. My hope is that the NFL starts flexing though too. Yes. We haven't had any flex games You're yet. Right. And you can flex Monday night. We yes. talked about this oh. a little last week. I wish they'd flex uh 49ers Eagles to Monday night. I mean, I know the Eagles were just on Monday night football, but who cares? Right. Put the teams on that are playing relevant games at the end of the season at this point. If you're if you're not going to put the best games on the primetime slots, what's the point of having these flex options? Correct. Don't be a coward. Do it. I mean, you know? the Patriots are playing the Steelers next Thursday night. God. Really? The Packers are at the Giants that Monday oh, night. No. Really? That's gotta the watch, same. We got to watch the Giants and Patriots. Oh, it gets worse, though, because then the Chiefs are at the Patriots on Monday, December 18th. Oh, yeah. Well, Monday's that doubleheader. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, yeah, Dolphins, Titans, and Packers, Giants, like, I want to watch the Dolphins, and that's it. <laughs> like, that's really it. You're right. right. It's just, it's... They, they've got to start. They're, they're, they have to. They've got, like, you, you cannot have the Patriots on, anymore on Monday Night Football. Can't. They're done. Yes. They're, like, we, we can't have that. No more Jets. Or Thursday no more Night. Giants, anything, like, yeah. No more Panthers. No more, it's just, no more New York. No more New England. Wait, can they flex no Thursday Carolina. night now or no? They can. I, it's But it's, like, four weeks in advance or something, right? Yeah, you gotta do it. Don't so know. they need to start flexing some of these now. I don't know why they didn't flex the Patriots out when they could have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chargers, Raiders... You're probably going to have two interim coaches in that at that point, December 14th. So, I mean, what are you doing there? Are you? I mean, I, I don't even think you can at this point, so that's probably out of the way. Week 16, if they were to flex week... How many, Scott, how many weeks is it? Do you know how much? How many weeks they have to flex Thursday night? I don't, but I, I want to say it's like a month. Find. So, like, if they're not... they got to get with it if they're going to start flexing these games. Yeah. Because week 16, December 20th, December 21st, God, that's Saints-Rams. Oh. Not good. I mean, that's the weekend of Christmas, and then you got the Saturday games on top. Even the Saturday games, dude. You got Bengals and and Steelers, which now is a terrible matchup because it's going to be Jake Browning. Changes will be made 28 days notice. Oh, days. well, then we're screwed. Yeah. But notice and it's pretty for much weeks done. 13 to 17. Notice Christmas Day. Notice the nightcap on Christmas Day. That is, uh, do you have it in front of I might, everything's. I, I do. The nightcap on crew. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Ravens 49ers. Ooh, Another statement game we- for my 49ers. Now we have to survive the Raiders and the Chiefs and right. the Giants Eagles before that. But then, you know what? But that's good because we get all the good NBA games during then, and then we get to tune in for uh, Ravens Niners. You know Is what? that going to be the most watched NFL game of the year? Considering it's Christmas and it's those two Right now, games. the most watched was Commanders-Cowboys. I saw that. So I, the problem is that the Cowboys are always the that's, biggest draw. Right. That's the so the NFL would love to have them in the Super Bowl every year and in every primetime game, but it's just it's just not going to happen. But I, I would wonder if the NFL is just looking at Thursday games this year and they're like, do we want to flex our good teams into a Thursday night game? If I'm, if, if I'm Amazon, I'm like, yo, 
we paid a billion dollars for this. You need to get us some better products at the end of the year. But 28 days, that doesn't give you much at all. Especially when they're good games, oh, Ravens, Bengals. Jets, Cleveland, December 28th, too. Oh, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> Please flex something. And that's almost 28 days later. Was it 28 days later? Wasn't that the zombie movie? God, that's there's something in there with Jets and Cleveland. Two quarterbacks. Ugh. All right, PJ and I are back tomorrow. Please flex some of these games, NFL. It's BetMGM tonight.